Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Six of One, Six Dozen of the Other podcast. I am your host, DJ Suave Joker. And for today's episode, I wanted to get into the future of the DC Extended Universe. All of those DC-related superhero movies that you've seen in the recent years, I kind of want to go over it and what we expect to see in the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, the wonderful news about Jared Leto's Joker returning, the Flashpoint movie coming up, Wonder Woman 1984, the Shazam sequel, all those great movies. And I have my buddy Adam Hornay coming on the show once again. And this time, we are going to take some phone calls from some fans and kind of see what they feel about you know all these future dc films and what we've seen so far and kind of get their input on their favorite characters so keep listening to the six of one six dozen of the other podcast welcome back everybody this is dj suave joker and you are listening to Six of one, six dozen of the other. I am once again joined by my friend and co-worker, Hornet. How you doing, man? Good to I'm see good. you. good. How you doing, man? I'm all right. Well, it took you a while to get here, but we're finally here, aren't we? Oh, and in my defense, I was here. And, and, yeah, and, and you forgot all the equipment we needed. For, for, for reference, people who don't know, um, his equipment's a bit better than mine, so I prefer to use his, but he got here and forgot that he left it in the trunk of his car that was already here. So we drove all the way back home to figure out that it was already in his trunk and drive another 50 minutes back. So here we are. I got his pizza, but now the pizza is not only cold, but it's overcooked because it's been sitting in the oven for about, I don't know, an hour and 45 minutes. So yeah. uh, what do you think? So the takeaway from this lesson is remember your stuff or have shitty pizza. <laughs> that's the, that's a lesson I gathered from this. It's not that bad. This is... In South Carolina, which is where we are, this is the closest that I can find in New York style, and it is actually very delicious. I love it. He's not a huge fan, but I don't really care what he thinks. Well, no. I feel like I would be a huge fan if uh, if it wasn't extremely overcooked. And dry. And dry. And yeah, well, whose fault is that? It's mine. Yeah. And it's all mine. Well, life lesson learned, you know. Like I said, <laughs> forget your equipment, eat shitty pizza. Mm-hmm. It's actually not that bad. It's... um. You know, I'm not as impressed, but it's not bad. It's it's pretty good. I've it's definitely had bad. worse. You ever had a grocery store pizza before? Oh yeah. Yeah, like Circle K pizza. Oh, that's the worst. It's like a stale cracker and a, and 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 tomato ketchup and a, and a slice of American cheese crap. Right. This is at least they use uh, fresh mozzarella cheese. They make the dough right there, and, and the the sauce is really good with mm-hmm. authentic water from New York. So I like the way that they. Yeah. Um, they, they do it. And also, the my first interaction with them, they actually messed up my order. And to uh, compensate, they gave me two slices of free pizza and a few beers at the bar while I, while they cooked me another one. And uh, I got nothing but love for these guys. Sorry. So I'll always go back even, you know, even if the pizza is a bit overcooked right now. But that's that's my fault for leaving it in the oven for too long. Uh, it's my fault also for, for getting the equipment. Oh. You know, we could have just started and eat. So sorry, uh you know, sorry we're late. Yeah, uh, no, live me, people. No How big are deal. you guys doing? I can't really see the chat from over here, so I apologize. Um, and this this is uh, DJ Suave. Suave Joker. Suave yes. Joker. Yes. Sorry, DJ Suave Joker. I'm with him again. Everybody uh, always says Suave. Suave, yeah, Suave. So uh, 
Anyway, I can't really read the chat from here <laughs> unless I put on my my spectacles. Oh, good God! Please if I don't. put on my spectacles. Please I can. Don't. Yeah, I still can't read it. You guys are way too far away. But uh, the name Suave Joker is a, is a combination of two nicknames that I got. One was um, from my dear friend who passed away a few years ago, named mm-hmm. Josh. He uh, would call me Suave because he said that I, every time I'd get nervous or something, I'd play with my hair. And he'd sneak upon me. He's like, look at you playing with your hair like you're in a shampoo commercial. Eh. So everyone started calling me Suave like the shampoo. And I did a Joker cosplay for a while that a lot of people knew me for doing. So I just, when I started doing the podcasting and Mm -hmm. music and and YouTube thing, I just combined the names of Suave Joker, you know. Yeah. And basically, uh, yeah, DJ Suave Joker. So, oh, because you're cosplaying the Joker, yeah. Right. And speaking of the Joker, I did want to get into... The newest announcement in the hashtag Snyder Cut movement that came out about a week and a half ago, and that is that Jared Leto has been cast as the Joker once again in the Snyder Cut version of Justice League. What do you think about that? I got to hear your thoughts. Well, I think uh, you know, I you know, he's definitely he's not my favorite Joker, but I'm glad to see that they're giving him a chance. We had a discussion about this, and uh, if you if um if you didn't listen to that uh. Podcast, you, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that because the stuff we jump in today probably is going to be, you know, pinged off of that. Um, right. But anyway, I, that's actually a podcast that I did solo. Uh, that was my pilot episode where I kind of get into the intricacy of the Suicide Squad Joker and and how come the movie ended up being what it was. Um, you know, just a bit of a jumbled mess, mm-hmm. and it wasn't exactly it wasn't the actor's fault. Obviously, it wasn't the uh, the director's fault. It wasn't the writer's fault. It was Warner Brothers and uh, the um, the producers and stuff that really are to blame for yeah. the outcome of that movie. Okay, give me a second. I gotta I gotta quickly well, deal with the dog here. So with uh, with that said too, um, I'm glad that he will actually get some screen time and he'll get to develop his character a little bit more, and that he'll actually um, have time to be his character. And I'm excited about that, even though he's not my favorite. I think he's cool. I want to like him. So I hope I, I do start to like him a lot more. So I'm excited about it. And if you think it's a terrible idea, well, I don't care because, you know, you never know until you until you try, right? That's exactly right, sir. And But the only thing that I'm really concerned about is the fact that, you know, even though this new Justice League Snyder Cut is going to be a four-hour-long, four-episode, uh, like, I don't want to say television series, you know, like Quentin Tarantino, he released a um, a four episodic version of The Hateful Eight. Yeah, it was like four hours long. It's going to be a lot like that. And even with that amount of time, I'm not a hundred percent sure that Jared Leto is going to get a lot of screen time in this movie. Well, if you really break it down, there are. And by the way, I, 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 we haven't announced this yet, but um, uh, uh what's his name? Uh, the guy playing Deathstroke, John, uh, Joe uh, Mena. Wow, what's his name? I gotta look this up now. I can't believe I forgot. Uh, shoot, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would use my phone, but uh, we're we're broadcasting <laughs> to live me as well. So, Joe uh, Manganilio, am I pronouncing Joe Manganilio? I don't know, but he was in uh, um, he was in other movies. Ah, oh, why why am I forgetting off the top of my head? He was Flash in the in the. Uh, the uh, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man in 2002. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he plays Deathstroke. And he does show up in the original theatrical cut of Justice League. 
but they haven't exactly confirmed it more or less, but there have been photos of him recently, the actor sporting the same haircut and, and hair color that he had for that role. So many people are, are it's, it's a pretty obvious indicator that he is coming back for the reshoots that are happening right now. With that being said, that makes him villain number six that is to appear in Justice League, mm-hmm. that being uh, Darkseid. Uh, Saad, who is dark side's like minion, minion. yeah. Um, uh, Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. uh, the Joker, obviously, yeah. Uh, Deathstroke and also Lex Luthor. Luther. So, I mean, when you think about it, how much screen time are those last three, three going, going to, to get? get? Yeah. Now, when you when well, you think about it, the the most logical explanation would be that they have a bigger end credit scene that they had in the original, where they have mm-hmm. all these members of the uh, Legion of Doom show up, where. Yeah. You know that that's well, the most logical explanation for them bringing him back. But I hope there's that it's a lot more than that. Go ahead. Well, there's two ways that they could do this, and I think both ways would probably be genius as far as they can make these six villains. Uh, you know, because Joker is it's about the Justice League, so Joker is obviously the arch nemesis of Batman, right? And you know, um, you know, you could throw Deathstroke in there too, kind of. Uh, in a way, but he was more so against, I guess, against Robin. Robin, yeah, more than more than Batman. Um, right. And then you got Zod, which is more towards Superman, right? Well, Zod, 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 Zod's dead in in the DCEU. Remember, yeah. Superman killed him. Yeah, in Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, like I'm saying, so they could do that, or they could completely like that's what the Justice League is going to expect for their arch nemesis to focus more of their energy on them. But I mean, I think it would be genius if they just went the other way where their nemesis, you know, like completely. Well, maybe they have a hand in the destruction of Metropolis. Cause yeah. But you get what I'm you, getting at. You get yeah. what I'm getting at if where you, if you they, watch, they do the opposite of what you would expect them to do. If you watch the trailer for the Snyder cut, there is a shot of, like an overview of all of Metropolis that's burning in the background. And if you look closely, there's a Joker card that floats right in front of the camera momentarily as parademons are flying over. So we could possibly see um, Joker having a hand in the destruction of Metropolis, kind of like um, at the beginning of the, the video game uh, mm-hmm. uh, Injustice, where you know he blows up Metropolis, causing mm-hmm. Superman to kill him, which is ultimately Superman's downfall and, you know, that's well, how he becomes evil, which is, from what I understand, is is a but, version of the plot that they kind of were going to go with with the original Justice League. So. But is he really evil, though? Superman? Yeah. Well, he can be. He's got the potential, for sure. Well, I'm saying, like, when, when he killed the Joker, right, is he really evil for killing these supervillains, really? I mean... I wouldn't say he's evil, but he, is he very- definitely... He, he proved the Joker right because that's the Joker's whole goal in life is to prove that Batman is just as crazy as him. Watch, I'll push him so far that he'll kill me, mm-hmm. and then you know I'm right, which is what he essentially did to Superman. Yeah. And if you can make Superman kill, you can make anybody kill because he's the symbol of hope, you know? Right. He's the incorruptible. But in reality, it's Batman who is. Yeah. And we do get a warning of the whole Superman, you know, evil Superman plot in um, Batman versus Superman during that dream sequence that Bruce Wayne has that Barry Allen appears in 
which I think is going to tie into if Justice League ends in such a grim way, like an Infinity War style where all the heroes die, you know, they don't save the day, the villains win. I think that the Flashpoint movie that's supposed to come out in 2022 we'll is going to yeah, correct all that and and match up the plot that they uh, introduced in now, uh, Batman versus Superman. Now, when they do that, so this is this is a caveat question is when they do the Flashpoint area and they they correct the timeline. Would that also erase some other past events that's happened, like in Man of Steel or Superman Returns? Probably. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that that's definitely. So does that mean? Does that mean the in Man of Steel? Does that mean Superman's son disappears now? Well, because they didn't really go anywhere with that, you know. You kind of have to read the terrain. True. And what I mean by that is, you got to look at the lineup for DC's next few movies that they have releasing, and right now we know that. Flash is going to get his own movie, which is going to be the Flashpoint movie. Aquaman is getting a sequel, I which um, I hope they use Grant Gustis. I'm just saying that's just my favorite Flash, man. Oh, I know no, they're probably no, no. going to use Ezra Miller. but They will for sure. But they're going to tie that Flash into the movie. They already did it in the TV show. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure he'll make an appearance, not as the main Flash, but as a version of Flash, just like how Michael Keaton is returning as Batman mm-hmm. alongside Ben Affleck as Batman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're really going to, I think, push the uh, the limit with what they're, they can do. Because they can pretty much do whatever they want and flash back to any DC movie in the past. And if that's successful, I heard that they're talking about making um, a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. You know, and people have said that... Um, Johnny Depp would play the Joker. I don't know how that. They've been saying Johnny Depp should play the Joker for a while, which I don't necessarily disagree I don't, with. I think he would do great. But th- no, that's what I mean. I think he would do great. But we like we. How many versions of the Joker do we have? Can we have a consistent? Like, imagine if Heath Ledger had lived and they used him for like three more movies. Mm-hmm. How amazing that would have been and felt. Let's let's give Jared Leto a try, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And see who's better, Joaquin Phoenix or Jared Leto. Because as much as I love Jared Leto, if Joaquin Phoenix is the better Joker, they can just flashpoint him in as the regular Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, then, and just make Jared Leto an alternate version. Exactly. Of, so there, well, they could even do that with – there can be And I don't mean like bring his pleasure back of you can't wow. do that. But I mean like they could even make like Heath Ledger's Joker an alternate version of Joker as well right. and kind of erase that with Flashpoint Could you well. imagine if they Grand Moff talking to him like in Rogue One where they just CGI'd his face mm-hmm. on some actor that sounded like him? How fucking disrespectful that would be. That would be disrespectful. Wow. I mean, I'd watch it just because it's like, you know, I want to see what they're doing here. It's kind of like, like, like how they did Paul Walker, man. Like they just CGI'd his face and that just... That didn't, but Paul Walker showed up at the end. That CGI was just that last scene to say, hey, goodbye. Yeah. And roll out into the sunset. It wasn't like they took an actor that had been dead for years and made him a pivotal plot of the entire movie like they did with Rogue One. It just, it felt, and and same with the, um, you could tell Rogue One. It was like, you could tell though. Something was off. Yeah. You couldn't tell what it was, but you knew something was off. You ever see the movie Beowulf? Yeah, that whole, whole movie, movie was, was, was CGI. CGI. Yeah, and I remember seeing it in theaters, and you know, uh, I just I was so I couldn't tell. I wanted to love it, but I, was I couldn't. Like, this is CGI, but there's a part of me that's like, well, I'm not sure. Like, I'm ninety percent sure, but there's a ten percent in me that's like, like uh, do I need special glasses? Like, do I need special it, glasses yeah. or? 
Is like because if you it, it, it kind of looks like if you watch a 3D movie without the glasses, right. how it looks. Well, that's very painfully obvious that yeah. you're not watching the right movie. But it's almost like you could tell something like Superman's mustache in Justice League. <laughs> Even people that didn't know about the reshoots, you know, they could tell like, what's up with his smile? It seems weird. It, off, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, so that's that's what I feel like. If they tried to to do some Heath Ledger CGI, you know, uh paste on i feel like it would get a lot more hate than jared leto's joker got you know oh I mean? god yeah so i think they should just let that no i'm that beautiful piece of artwork no be I'm, what it is and there's no i mean like not it, do that know? but i mean like you could use scenes from the movie or like deleted scenes to like erase that point of the timeline to bring it all I together i don't know if they have enough footage to make anything that would so? make sense no yeah you know I feel that Chris Nolan was uh, he 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 got good use out of all his work. He he was he was uh, you know he didn't waste anything. Yeah, it was someone like Heath Ledger putting everything on the table? You know how could you? Yeah, you don't you, waste even it. even scenes that you know he improvised, which was quite a few apparently. They found a way to to stick it like, in and make sense. You know, like when he like when he uh, just said, "Why so serious?" I don't, I don't think that was originally in there. No, it, it was. Are you sure? Yeah, because I remember hearing interviews with Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger had a lot. No, I of... meant the way he said it, like what how he, mean? like how he said it, like the way he said it was improvised. Well, yeah, the actor has a lot of creative freedom. Mm -hmm. With I'm just, most I'm most saying, actors love, have that kind of creative I'm like, freedom I love with their how work. He did that the way he was just like right. Why so but, serious? Um, that. That Heath Ledger had a lot of creative freedom when it came to that well, character. Well, because you could trust him with the character, though. That's the thing. Well, believe it or not, Heath Ledger was the first choice. I don't know first choice, but he's definitely one of the top choices to play Batman in Batman versus Superman. Chris Nolan had come to him, and Heath Ledger had made it clear, like, no, no, no I don't want to do any superhero movies. I, I appreciate the offer, but that's just not my bag. And then Batman versus Superman, or, or sorry, Batman Begins is what I meant to say, came out. And it, it kind of just... It was like a um, a modern take on a on a superhero living in an actual world. They made it as believable and as plausible as possible. And when Heath Ledger saw what Chris Nolan was trying to create, that's when he finally came to him and said, "Hey, I want to be a part of this movie." And Chris Nolan said, "Can you be the Joker?" And Heath Ledger said, "I'm on it." So Heath Ledger actually designed the whole makeup mm -hmm. look based off of Francis S. Bacon paintings. You know that sweaty, grimy, mm -hmm. you know messed up look. That was all him. He bought all that makeup himself from a drugstore and, and teetered with it himself. And he did a, the voice and uh, a few, a lot of the lines that were improvised by him. And Chris Nolan had such trust in Heath Ledger that that's why it became the masterpiece that it was. Well, you, you know gotta trust I mean? your actors, you know. What you I mean? really do. And then some, you gotta know you can't. <laughs> all right. Well, there. Um, I kind of wanted to discuss since I, I, I talked about reading the terrain. The terrain of the future of the DCEU, uh, some of the movies that are coming up. Yeah. We talked about The Flash, but mm -hmm. what's coming after that? Aquaman 2. Two yeah. Uh, so I heard that they haven't recasted Amber Heard as Mira, but they're greatly going to reduce her role because of, well, you know, the whole Johnny Depp shit. Yeah, let's... Uh... That was that yeah. was kind of nuts. I'm not gonna lie. I definitely sided with her when that whole thing came out, and we didn't know Johnny's side. I was quick to throw him under the bus, and I regret that. Um, 
but I was quick to uh, I, uh, side with him once I saw the the police reports and 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 listened to the recordings of her talking about cutting off his finger and shit. Well, no, so with that, with with um, my personal uh, experience with that, I kind of sat back and stayed neutral in a way because uh-huh. it was it was definitely it was weird. It was weird the way that um you know things were being described and if you know if somebody's doing that you and treating you that way especially like during the interviews and stuff i was like well well why are you you know what i mean like my my thing is is like why are you sitting there eating snacks and peanuts when you're like in front of a a courtroom and they're like you know you're accusing somebody of abusing you. You know what I mean? Are you referring to Johnny Depp or Amber Heard? Amber Heard. Heard. Oh, I, I didn't see any courtroom. Yeah. So basically, so footage. basically, what what was going on? If you you can pull it up, like she was sitting there, she was like eating peanuts and like eating like snacks. That sounds like Justin Bieber when he got a DUI and he was just tearing, tearing money up, up like, fuck and me. he didn't care. Yeah, and yeah. it was just like. And then, you know, she's a sketchy woman. She really, she really, but so I just sat back and stayed neutral. I was like, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's not true. I'm not going to say it's not. But then when, you know, Johnny Depp delivered his, you know, spiel, he was calm, cool, calm, cool, collect, but in a completely different way. Right. Yeah. You know, it's also Johnny Depp though. He's got quite, quite a few years of practice. In that regard, but I feel like we're getting we're getting, we're getting off way topic. off topic. Yeah. Anyway, I think so, he would be a great Joker, though, Johnny. He, I think, I think, he, I he, think would, he would do justice. But I role. think he would go more toward the Heath Ledger side of Joker because I don't know though, because one of my favorite movies is a Johnny Depp movie, and he really takes the time to understand the character, but make it his own to a degree. You yep. know, kind of leaving that watermark on the edge of the painting. You know, like hey. This is something that's unique for me, but it was also made by me. So yeah, I think like, he, what, what I think was that movie? What movie was that? It's called. It's a movie called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Have you seen this movie? I have not seen this okay. movie. Okay, well, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back. And once we come back, we'll discuss the future of the DCEU, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to the podcast. So when we first left off, we were talking about uh, you know the future films that we're going to see in the. Uh, DCEU, and we particularly talked about uh, The Flash and Aquaman 2 just a little bit, um, but when it, when it comes to Aquaman 2, it, to be honest with you, I feel like, I mean, I want it, but at the same time, I feel like there are other movies that need to come first, but, you know, we'll see what they do, because the first one was really good. I'd like to see what they do with the Black Manta character more. Because mm-hmm. I felt like he deserved a little more, a little more, more, you know, more screen time. Now, well. it wasn't as bad as the Joker in Suicide Squad, but it definitely felt like... Rushed. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wanted him to have more of a story. And I'm glad that they set him up to come back eventually in the future. That the, ne- good. the next movie we get to see is Wonder Woman 1984. And have you seen the trailer for it? <laughs> I have not seen the trailer, uh, but I have expressed my, uh, my very... Um, compassionate lovingness for the first Wonder Woman movie and how it's a beautiful work piece of art. So I am excited. Right. Uh, I just been working a lot, uh, you know, a lot like you and just, you know, having got around to watching the trailer. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to watch it probably either today or uh, tomorrow. That that movie or that, um, that movie has gone through quite a bit of hell right now because they delayed it for reshoots and because it was supposed to be released last year in 2019 and they uh, they 
did reshoots and they were going to release it this year, but now COVID has pushed it back to either 2021 or 2022. I, I can't remember, but I hope not. I, well, that movie, I feel like it's going to be complicated, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Like for example, um, I forget the guy's name. What's the love interest in that movie? Uh, the guy that she falls in love with, uh, that, that spy for the, who was in world war one. What's his name? Um, uh, let me look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. The actor who plays him, I know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Pine. Oh, he plays Steve Trevor is his Steve name. Steve Trevor. Yeah, because he died in that movie, but he's supposed to come back in this movie in a 1984 setting. How uh, that happens, I got no idea. Well, they'll, they'll may explain it. You know, you never know. Yeah, but they've already set up in the future in the DCEU, like in Batman versus Superman and Justice League, that he's dead. Yeah. So is he going to be brought back from the dead and killed again? Because why bring him back? Yeah, that's kind of tasteless. I don't see the point. But you know what? Crazier things have been done. Apparently, they want to bring back... Um, oh, they could be bringing him back and killing him off in Flashpoint, too. Maybe. <laughs> For a third time. For a third time. It would be ridiculous. <laughs> right? Um, but, hey, but I wouldn't put it past DC. They've done some crazy things. Uh, I mean, you know. But I feel like it's going to be like, you know, how apparently uh, uh, I mean, Killmonger is coming back yeah. in Black Panther 2. I have no idea how they're going to pull that off. Um I'm more for that than I am this because Killmonger was an excellent character, whereas Chris Pine's character was more no. or less. I didn't even feel like there was really even a need for a love story in that movie, but they made it. I wonder how they're going to bring back Killmonger because they made it seem as if he died at the end. Of- he definitely did. Yeah. yeah. We, we watched him keel over and, and die. So that's what I'm saying. But. You know, you you know, you can't you can't say he died though either because right. like for example, they could pull a Walking Dead with Glenn where he was under a dumpster and he actually survived and everybody thought he was dead. You I, know what I mean? I guess, but that was easy to explain. I don't know how they're going to explain that on top of T'Challa being dead now that uh, the late actor um, Chad Bowen. Chad Chadwick Bowman died, you know, God rest his soul. soul. You know, he was an excellent human being and a wonderful actor. So they're not only going to have to explain him not being in the movie anymore, but how Killmonger is back in the movie. That's going to be a hard, so, uh, a hard, uh, it's going to be, and also do, releasing another Black Panther movie without him is going to be a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, as well, man, it's, it really it's like is. a kick to the gut. It's like watching um, uh, The Last Jedi knowing that Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia was dead. Yeah. So. You know, we'll see what they do with that. But we're getting off topic into the Marvel territory now. Um, another character that they're introducing to uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is uh, Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. playing Cheetah. Now, yeah. I don't know too much about that character, but I know Kristen Wiig is an excellent uh, comedic actress known for her roles in like Saturday Night Live and Bridesmaid. And it's it's hard to picture her as a, as a DC villain. What, what well, Cheetah's a very well. I, I can see it because Cheetah is a villain, but she also has the same attitude where she's whimsical and clever and funny, but just evil. Like, I don't want to say Deadpool, but kind of, but just like Trickster, kind of, okay. or the Riddler, like how he's like okay, you know what I mean? How he's kind of like chipper and funny, but just in psycho. some versions, and then in other versions, maybe not so much. The future, mm-hmm. the Batman movie that comes out next year, it doesn't look like he's going to be very whimsical at all. Yeah. More like a, a serial killer with with a very creative and active and elegant mind. Yeah, poetic, if you will. Well, I mean, it just depends uh, too. It also depends on the timeline and the version they they decide to do because there's so many different versions of characters that you can. Right. Uh, 
you know, that I think that this version of, of Batman is going to is going to plunge right into dark territory while sticking as close to that PG-13 rating as they can. I think they just need to let that go. DC just needs to let that go. What, the PG-13 rating yeah, go? Yeah, they just need to I let agree. it go and just do uh, TV like uh, like they do for TV mature. Right, just, just do some do do mature rating movies. Where, where the parent has to be with the child and they need to understand that DC Comics was not written for children. It was back in the day, but it, its best work was not written for children, for sure. Yeah, yeah. L- look at well, jo- that's what I Joker. Mean, like- Joker was one of their most successful movies, and it and it plunged right into that R rating, you know? Yeah. Now, Birds of Prey did the same thing, but they didn't exactly have – I mean, the ratings were good, but I personally, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie. It, it had a lot of potential. I think it did just a little bit better than Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but I think they were really trying to force the whole Deadpool meets Johnny Depp down our throat in, in a female-driven – you know, movie, which, you know what, I'm very much for, but when you don't have one single redeemable male actor, it's hard to connect with any character, um, you know, other than the ladies on screen, which is, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it works. I just don't think it worked as well as it could have. That's, that's my point. So Wonder Woman 1984, there's a lot to look forward to, but a lot of unknown. Next, we got two movies that are coming up. And that is Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and also a Black Adam movie. Now, I do wish they did the Black Adam movie first so that he could make an appearance in the Shazam sequel. But... Well, I think I think the, uh, the complexity of who Black Adam is and how they have a similar origin story, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they dedicated a whole movie to black adam right because they do have uh, shazam well which it which was actually which a lot of people don't know was actually captain, captain marvel, marvel right but the original. The, it was the actually uh, the original captain marvel but then you know marvel has captain marvel as well and just things right. rights and you know legal Mar-Vell. licenses and well Mar-Vell Mar- Mar- marvel and- had to win that lawsuit because they have that name, name. And i think yeah i think dc was willing to kind of just give them that one you know yeah but shazam i i love that movie now i've heard a lot of people say that it's it's the absolute best superhero movie of all time and, no, I, and I highly that. disagree i think no. that it i think it uh i think it portrays i think shazam um with the character as Billy Batson, I think uh, how Captain Marvel is in the comics is super, super, super accurate because it's kind of like it's it's kind of like you know Spider Man, like right? Because it's this kid right. who's been bestowed godlike powers, and it's like he's still a kid though, you know? Right. But. Grant, even though when he's in the Captain Marvel form or Shazam, rather, uh, he does have all the he has the wisdom of Solomon, so he's going to be a lot smarter. He's going to be a lot more well kept together. But at the end of the day, he's still a he's still a child, you know. Yeah, what I mean? exactly. Um, and you know, I, I love how they have uh, they have Levy play him. Yes. No. Yeah. He uh, excellent. He, 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 he did, did great. Well. He did great in Chuck. And uh, and also, well, he had a very minor role in the Thor movies. Yeah, you probably won't even notice him if you don't look hard enough. But he played one of a one of Thor's friends. Now, I think that uh, the the was it the Wrath of the Gods, which is the Shazam sequel, is going to explore the um, the caterpillar, which is Mister Mind. And I'd love I 
kind of interested to see how they tie that character into a title such as Wrath of the Gods. But I, mm-hmm. once again, I feel like they should have done the Black Adam movie first mm-hmm. and then had him become part of the movie in the Shazam yeah. sequel. I don't see why they're they're pushing so hard to just keep pushing. I mean, I, I, think, I think before even the Shazam movie came out, we knew that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was going to be playing Black Adam, but they just they have no idea what they're doing with that movie and it's it's really frustrating because that that's a movie i'd be more excited to see than a sequel to shazam it'd make more sense if they set up black adam to be the antagonist in the uh, second shazam movie you know what i mean yeah the uh the only thing i didn't like about shazam is they brought the shazam family together way too quick which is what I mean. <laughs> DC is known to do. Like it was way too rushed. It was just like you, you know. It was the reason that Captain Marvel felt it necessary to make Captain Marvel Junior or Shazam Junior now is the appropriate um, is the appropriate name. But Shazam Junior, you know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, uh, boom. You know, they just made the whole family just out of nowhere and. You know what I, you know what I mean? And I do, yeah. And it really made Captain Marvel's powers look. I keep saying Captain Marvel because I'm a, I'm an authenticity. Right. No, I, I I know what you're so, saying. So, yeah, um, the- but for the fans' sake, Shazam. The reason what the thing I didn't like about the Shazam movie is they made Shazam at the end of the movie seem very weak. When in the comics, he definitely took on all of those beings by himself. Right. And that's the part I didn't like, but I get why they rushed the right, family was, in because you know they want all of these characters. DC just that's that's kind of what they've been doing in the DCU, just rushing all these characters, you know, which is and there was no story arc behind the characters. They were just like, oh, well, well they're I got here. Powers now, yeah, you, the plot and convenience. You it know? doesn't make sense either <laughs> because when they grab the staff. And they say they say Shazam, and they all become they share Captain Mar they share Captain Marvel Shazam's connection to Shazam. So the power is divided equally among them, with the well equally among them, not Shazam himself, but equally among the people he is sharing it with, and that makes him weaker. So it's like, how did? You know it, what I mean? It's funny. You know, I just noticed you're wearing a Captain Marvel t-shirt. Yes, I'm a, I am love this Shazam. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I made this shirt, actually. Well, Did my you? girl, my girlfriend made this shirt. I, I thought it was like a Team Valor for Pokemon Go t-shirt. No, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's Captain <laughs> Marvel. That's funny. All right, one last topic I want to talk about. Um, we touched on it in the beginning, but what do you want to see in the Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder cut. What is the one? Give me one scene that you hope makes it in. You know whether you know this is going to be a scene or like you're just wishing that you know like oh it'd be a perfect world if this um, uh, was part of the story. Hmm. I gotta think about that, man. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, won't you give us yours first? Okay. And let me ponder on mine. Well, obviously, because Jared Leto is coming back as the Joker, I do hope. Now, in the, I'll circle back to that. In the uh, theatrical cut of Justice League, we have a scene where Batman um, interacts with a, a thief, and he kind of beats him up and uses the thief's fear to draw in a parademon. Now, this scene would be interesting if you included maybe the Joker or one of his henchmen, or like the Batman taking on the Joker 
to include a more darker version of that scene. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like if they just include him for a quick, you know, shot of him with the the creation of the Legion of Doom, I'll be pretty disappointed. It'd be nice to see Jared Leto again, but for him to have maybe 15 seconds of screen time for that whole four hour movie. I, I think I'd be even more pissed than I was when Suicide Squad came out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. What about you? Man, I don't know. I really don't know. Like It's a hard one. Uh, Something it's that- a hard one be- because I feel like the the Justice League, I, I feel like it didn't get any ju- – it didn't get justice at all. As, oh, I know, no pun intended, but it – No, and I'm, I'm just very disappointed in the movie, and I just kind of – and it, the director's cut. I'm ex. I I don't. I'm expecting a lot, but at the same time, I don't want to expect too much because I don't know how they're. I, I don't know what they're saying. Yes, you can do this. Yes, you can't. Yes, you well, can do that. Yes, you can't. You see what I'm saying? So I, mean, I, I, I want to expect a lot because it's a great director, but I don't want to expect too much because I we know right, right, how. Right. The industry is, and how they treat DC, and exactly. how. But but at the same time, you see uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, though? but HBO is giving the full reins to, to Zack Snyder to pretty much do yeah. whatever he wants. I mean, they gave him 14 million dollars to pretty much finish a movie that was already made and add a few things. I think they see um, the potential in these series as much as we do, and they're actually allowing the directors to do what they wanted to do and give the fan, uh, you know the what? fans, a little bit of you creative. Know what I Freedom. Yeah, go ahead. So what I want to see is th- this is what I want. This is what I really want to see out of the movie. It's not necessarily a, a, a thing, but for the first time okay, in, in DC history, live action films, I want them to cut the kid crap. Yeah, no, not, not Not completely, but enough to where me as an adult, you know, grown right. person can look at DC and be like, okay, DC is a lot darker and exactly. enjoy that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want them to cut a lot of the kid crap. That's it. If I want to see, if I want to see a, a kid-friendly superhero movie, I'll go watch the Marvel movies. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. I love the Marvel movies. We already mm-hmm. know that. I, I feel like but sometimes but, you but gotta having, break away from that. You well, gotta, having those two choices, you know, those two different genres to appreciate, uh, you know, two different genres within a genre to appreciate. Then I feel like. You don't really have to choose between one or the other. You yeah. know, are you DC or Marvel fan? Like they're well, they're like on two separate realms. There's they're two separate realms or two separate. Because that's how the comics were, right? Yeah, one's dark and one's not. One's like you know what I mean. And yeah. so it's not a DC versus Marvel thing anymore. And they need to. I just think DC would be a lot themselves. better off if they separate themselves and they they be DC for once in their freaking live action life. Sorry, I know I'm hitting the table, but that's how passionate <laughs> I am. They just need to be DC. Like, cut the kid crap. I agree, man. I agree. Hey, you know what? I really would like to know what uh, a few of my fans would think. So um, after this commercial break, I think I'm going to call some of my friends, and we'll get their input on DC films and DC characters, all right? Yeah. Keep listening to uh, the Six of One, Six Dozen of the other podcasts. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Six of One, Six Dozen of the other podcast. I am joined by my friend, Adam Horn. And right now, we are going to take some live Q&A with some friends of mine over Facebook Live. And we are going to talk about the DCEU Extended Universe, the movies, and maybe even some Marvel. You know, whatever comes to interest. <laughs> All right. First, we're going to call my buddy Chet. See, uh, see what he's up to real quick. Eh. 
Hello? What How you doing, man? Not much. Hey, you are live on the podcast right now with me and my buddy Adam Horn. Say hi. How you doing, man? Hi. How you doing? Oh, what's up, brother? So we are, we're basically discussing, uh, you know, the DC movies that have come out, you know, and uh, so I first got to ask, who, who's your favorite in all the movies so far? Honestly, hands down, I'm not a big fan of DC, but if I had to pick one, it probably be Wonder Woman. Yeah? What, why Wonder Woman? Honestly, out of all the DC movies I've seen, definitely, definitely one of the best I, I, produced movies out there. I think they didn't rush it. They made the storyline, you know, just right. I have to agree with you. Honestly, she was a very strong lead character, and uh, the writers and producers, they really they, they put a lot into that movie, and I don't think there was barely any studio interference with that movie, and that, that that's probably one of the biggest problems with the uh, Warner Brothers DC lineup. So thank God they, they got bought out by HBO Max, and now uh, a lot of the writers and uh, uh, the, the directors have a lot of creative freedom now thanks to uh, HBO Max. Yeah, bro, for sure. So, hey. Not, I, I definitely I, think that they, uh, they casted Gal Gadot. That, that, no, that was a choice. Right. She, she's definitely my, my celebrity crush if I had to, uh, I had to have one. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree with you, man. Ever since I saw her in Fast Five, you know, she's... She's kind of got it going on. But I do think that, is it just me or do all the Amazonians in that movie, they, I feel like they, they imitate her Israeli accent just, just for continuity purposes. Am I crazy for thinking that? Honestly, bro, I think they did. They probably did it on purpose. Right. You know, I'm sure it's all fun and games at the end of the day. She didn't really mind it. I, I, and I think it was to give a formality to, uh, to the characters, you know what I mean? Because they wouldn't talk or sound like us, you know what I mean? Right. In a way. But their heritage is, is of, uh, you know, Greek mythology. Yeah. So I, I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. But, I mean, that's a lot to do just for continuity purpose for her accent, which I'm not even mad about. I'm just, I just want to know, is that true? Like, did you guys make everyone do the whole Israeli accent just, just to be on her level? <laughs> Well, I mean, she could definitely get rid of the accent pretty pretty quick if she needed to. You think she's so? Definitely, she's definitely one of those actresses that you know, if the role needed to, just like Tom Hardy. You know, Tom Hardy's a British, you know, act, American actor. He can have definitely, like in the movie Warrior, one of my best, favorite fighting movies of all time. Of I agree with you, one hundred percent. Definitely watch that movie because that is my all-time favorite fighting movie. Besides uh, Blood and Bone with uh, Michael J. White. So, yeah. right, sir. Well, Speaking of, you said Tom Holland, right? No, Tom, Tom, no Hardy. Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy. I was about to say, I don't yeah. remember Tom Holland being in that movie. No, Tom, dude, that is my favorite, like, that is like yeah. my, no, I know. my favorite. Warrior is definitely my favorite fighting movie, like UFC Right. Style. Oh, yeah. No, I think that was the movie that... Um, he got in shape for, and that was the movie that helped him get cast as Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, that 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 movie basically made him big, because if without that movie, nobody would know who Tom Hardy was was ever, you know. Yeah, 
So definitely, if you haven't seen that movie, got to check that out. Yes, highly recommended. Absolutely. All right, Chet. Hey, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. I appreciate your insight, man. All right, brothers. You have a good night. You too, sir. All right. No, I have to agree. Tom Hardy was a real solid choice for Warrior, and he really oh, yeah. he got into some serious shape for that role. Um, uh, and, and it and it ended up becoming his, uh, 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 you know, stepping stone. Yeah, to yeah. becoming one of the the I, the second best. And uh, I uh, love, DC villain. I love how the ending. I love. I don't. I don't want it for anybody who hasn't seen it. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I love how the ending turned out. And I don't think you could have made it end any better. It was kind of like the ending of Rocky. Which one? Um, shoot, I'm trying to remember. Was it Rocky Three? Which the one where he fights um, Clubber Lang, uh, Mr. T's character, or the one where he fights the Russian? Uh, no, the uh, where at the very it's his last fight ever, and he he loses. Oh, you talking about the one that came out in like 2005? Yeah, like, yeah, just Rocky Balboa. Yeah, it was just. I haven't Rocky. seen that one actually. Oh so. man, my bad. I didn't mean to spoil it. Oh no, you. you're you're fine, bro. But yeah, just it's just but Rocky. He, so. he loses in the first movie too, so it's True. not that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my friend Skylar now. See if she maybe uh wants to have some insight. Skylar is an old friend of mine who actually she does tattoo work and she is excellent at it um and she actually designed a tattoo that i am going to get in the future and you know she's just great enough said let's let's see if she picks up and we can get some insight hello hey how you doing skylar you are live on the podcast right now with my friend adam well hello adam hello so we're discussing DC movies, um, particularly the DCEU, which is like Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League. So I got to get your insight. I'm asking everybody who's coming on the podcast, what is your favorite DC movie and why? The old fucking Man of Steel, <laughs> which is not fucking common. What, are you talking about the one that came out in 2013? I'm talking about the one that came out, I'm pretty sure, in the 80s. Oh, oh you're talking about 1985 she, Superman yeah. Man of Steel. Yeah. She's talking about Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Turning back time by spinning around the world. Okay. Hey, Christopher Reeves was a good Superman. He yes. Did, he did well. He did very well. Yes. And why is he your favorite? Go ahead. Wait, what? Why is he your favorite? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt She's going to be like, he's hot. Well, duh. But <laughs> he <laughs> was. That. It's just, it, it's such a classic, and for that time period, it was such a fucking good movie, and I am, like, one for the cheese. I love cheesy movies, and that kind of shit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with know, that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think he did a fucking great job with it. Yeah, I agree. He was, he felt like the most authentic comic book version of Superman. You know, he mm -hmm. was charming. Charming. You know, and I love Henry Cavill, don't get me wrong, but... He feels like a lot darker than Superman probably needs to be. And I think that was one of the biggest criticisms that Batman versus Superman had. Yeah. Yeah. Superman's not 100%. a dark character. That's the thing, though. He's not a dark character. And not I, at I all. agree with you with Christopher Reeves. He was he was the whim mm -hmm. whimsical, optimistic, goofy, funny guy. And you know, and his Clark was nerdy and you know, just the right amount of nerdy charming as mm -hmm. well. So I agree, and like me personally, I love stuff as close to the comic books as it can get because I'm a fucking comic bookie. There you so go. That Amen. One, like really, I feel nailed it on the head. Exactly. So, um, have you seen the Tim Burton Batman's with Michael Keaton? 
I've seen parts of them, but not like the actual okay. movie itself. It's it's a lot. It's like Batman's version of the Christopher Reeve Superman. They're a lot similar. It's a little campy, but it's still pretty pretty realistic to the comics. Now, just imagine if Michael Keaton's Batman went off with uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. Now, oh, right. Ooh. Imagine if they had done that in the eighties. I gotta check my pants real quick. No, oh, we're good. He he's. <laughs> got such a dirty sense of humor this one i'm sitting right next to him too i'm gonna move over just a little bit i'll bring you back so skylar how's the tattoo business going for you i had to mention that for my viewers um it's going really good i'm um you know i'm with covid and everything being in la it's really hard because they had to shut down my old boss just sued the city um for not letting us open and she won so she's all over the news and stuff um oh boy so finally the tattoo business is starting to open up again so i'm excited to fucking go find a job at a shop because i moved recently so i haven't been working at a shop um and you know go fucking tattoo right what's, it? what's your favorite tattoos to do like genre of tattoos mm -hmm. um I like new school and like uh, girls are really my thing. I like a lot of trippy art. So like my girls are like crazy chicks with mushrooms growing out of their head. People like decomposing, <laughs> but in a cute way. Like I love the horror and like girly aspects. Right. Okay. So, so like so, so like Tim Burton meets pinup girl style. Yes. That's thank you. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like nice. it. She, cute, cute and corpsey. That's the yes. new genre. Cute mm -hmm. and corpsey. Yes. Tim exactly. Burton eats your heart out for sure. I, I had to mention to the audience that you designed a wonderful tattoo for me that I will one day be getting on my shoulder and means a lot because I've known you for a very long time and I've seen you kind of come up and you really, you deserve that recognition because you are fantastic. I'm like, I had so much fun doing that design and everything mm -hmm. and I'm glad you asked me to do it. I love doing it. So if my viewers want to contact you to maybe uh, uh, pay you to design a tattoo for them, how can they contact you? Um, through Instagram. My Instagram is Skylar underscore the underscore bipolar bear, B-Y-P-O-L-A-R bear. So Skylar underscore bipolar bear? Under, Skylar with an E. Okay. Underscore the underscore bipolar bear. Gotcha. B -Y. Now. Oh, go ahead. That's, that's, it's kind of clever because it's like, Bipolar bear, as in like B Y polar bear, as if that's your handle, or bipolar bear, as I'm crazy, but I'm a crazy bear. So which way is it? Which way? Like, are you meaning both, or is it kind of like? Well, I actually have bipolar type one, um, severe. Okay. So it, it is something that I grew up every time. Like when I was a kid, I would tell my dad, "I think I'm bipolar," and he'd be like, "You're a bipolar bear." So it just kind of. Oh. <laughs> I love how everybody gets their that's, names in that's a cool cute. way. Dark but cute, you know? Yeah. Not so, like, uh, <laughs> but that's 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 exactly that's your style, dark and cute. Exactly. So it, it fits me well, and that's what I've gotten like used to. Everything that's mine is always Skylar Bipolar Bear or Skypolar. So Skylar, <laughs> I love it. And I love you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and giving your Absolutely. insight. Love you too. Have a good Have night, hon. Nice to meet you. Yeah, fun. Skylar's awesome. All right, so I got one more person here who kind of wants to come on the podcast. She's an old friend of mine that knew me when I did the Joker cosplay, and we had a we kind of connected on the whole uh, Suicide Squad. Um, unfortunately, it didn't end up becoming the success we had hoped for, but we we had high hopes for it back in okay. 2016. She ended up actually getting 
starting tattoos um, that had to do with Harley and Joker from Suicide Squad. I wonder if she updated it at all. I'm, I'm going to have to ask her. Yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. Hello. Hey, Jalen. Hi. So you are live right now on my podcast, the six of one, six dozen of the other. How are you doing, hon? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Me and my buddy Adam here. Adam, say hello. Hi. We are discussing some of the DCEU movies, which I know that you're familiar with. So please tell us what you think about where the DCU is headed. And also, which one of the movies is your favorite, please? Oh, man. Um, Okay, well, I haven't really watched anything in a long time. Um, I, I I know you watch Suicide Squad. (laughs) <laughs> okay so like okay so like the live action movies you want to know how i feel about those yes i mean you tell me your favorite live action and then get into your favorite you know uh what is it animated or even okay, uh comics so good favorite live action would probably be like the original tim burton batman begins okay um, okay well the, you mean the tim burton batman or the chris nolan batman begins no, the Tim Burton one. Oh, so Very yeah, Batman 1989. Okay. Yeah, 1989. Yeah, that's definitely probably my favorite Batman. Um, everything about it is amazing. Amazing. Uh, the way Tim Burton was is great. Uh, right. My I Suicide Squad. I do not like it at all. Um, <laughs> it sucks because we we really connected on that movie in the summer of 2016. I think everyone was really disappointed with the outcome. Could have been great and it wasn't exactly. Um, I think everybody was expecting more Joker to be in it, and mm-hmm. he wasn't. Um, but hey, did you hear the news last week that they're redoing another one, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're doing an, uh, they're doing a different version of Suicide Squad, but Jared Leto is coming back for the Snyder Cut version of Justice League. They announced. Okay, so I'm definitely could be gone, could be for that. Um, exactly, because I think that he has potential to play an amazing Joker. Um, he's got a lot to live up to with, you know, previous Jokers. But um, to hear more about that style Joker is what I was kind of looking for. And Suicide Squad did not deliver that to me. Um, and mind you, going into it, I didn't know what Suicide Squad was going to be, like, you know, about exactly. But uh, they just made such a big deal about Joker. And, and, and yeah, we were all excited that. for it. And it, it the payoff yeah. was really lame, unfortunately. You know, and I, I feel like if, if anyone felt that it was lame, it was Jared Leto himself because he put in so much work. Uh, he took so much time to get the character the way that he wanted it. And they, they made him a cameo, basically. And then I do not like how um, Ben Affleck played. OK, I shouldn't say how he played the actor. I did not like the. What is it? Superman versus Batman. Batman versus Superman, right. I just was not a fan of those movies either. Well, yeah, Um, yeah, Justice League was a complete dumpster fire. I think everyone's agreed on that now. And the fact that Zack Snyder is coming back to actually give us the movie that we were always intended to see, I think think is is a miracle, personally. The fans won. They asked for it. The actors even petitioned for it. And in the end, the, uh, the producers heard us and they're giving us our wish. And not only that, they're adding so much more to it that I think I think this is going to be the redemption that we all had hoped for back in 2016. 
I also think that they should have um, explained the characters more before they put all the characters together. Well, they they the um they're doing like a four part series, so it's each episode is going to be like an hour long, so it's going to end up being a four hour version of Justice League. So they got oh, plenty of time cool. for that, right? Yeah, that's really cool. So I'm very happy for that. But I did, you did want to say, uh, what, what was your favorite version of uh, of DC? Anything, whether that be animated or uh, a comic. So you were you were going to get into that before. I do want to hear your opinion. Um, I am not only a Batman fan when it comes to DC um, universe. I like Superman a lot, and I don't like to tell people I like Superman because I feel like that's super super cliche. Um, everybody likes Superman. Oh, not as much um, as it used to be, but but yeah. I will say you're not the first guest on our show tonight to say that Superman's their favorite, so I digress. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, I don't know. Who's my favorite, though? Probably Batman. He's just badass for no reason. Hell yeah. And, and he's got probably the most colorful, um, ironically, because he's the least colorful character, but he's got the most colorful... Uh, storyline, you know, just the com the complexity of the villains and the stories and the comics and how graphic they can get. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. What what's your favorite Batman comic? If you have to, I don't know. <laughs> comics are like kind of not my thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. If if you have to read one, read The Dark Knight Returns, and you'll see immediately where Zack Snyder and Chris Nolan got the inspiration for all the Batman movies. You said Batman Returns? It's it's actually called The Dark Knight Returns. I'm sorry. The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Okay, I'll definitely have to look for that. It was a comic that came out in the 80s, and they also made like an animated version of it that was very good. But there are tons of uh, um, parts of that story that end up in The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, and I think even the 1989 version of Batman, which also took a lot of inspiration from The Killing Joke, which is another Batman comic that I love. So yeah, if you ever get a chance, you got to give him a read. I definitely will be doing that. Hell yeah. Well, Jalen, it was really good to talk to you. I miss you, and I really hope you're doing well, hon. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for letting me be on here. Yeah, of course. You have a lovely night, okay? You too. All right. So up next, we are going to contact a friend named Marcus Bellano and uh, see what he has to say about DCEU movies. My brother. He's your brother? Yeah. All right. Well, family first. Hello? Hey, Marcus, you are on the six of one, six dozen of the other podcast. My name is DJ Suave Joker, and I'm here with your friend Adam Hornet. My brother. Uh, this is actually my brother, you guys. Uh, this is my brother, uh, Marcus. Uh, he's really big into Star Wars, but he also likes uh, DC and Marvel comics as well. And we got two questions for you. Uh, well, like four questions for you, uh, Marcus. Uh, so... First off, what is your favorite DC movie and why? Um, or your favorite DC character? Well, my favorite DC character is Deathstroke, but if I have to go with my favorite DC movie, um, does it have to be recent? No, 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 not at all. Actually, you know what? 
Speaking of recent, I'm going to go with the latest Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Excellent choice. You are man. not the first person to say that, and you were. You, you definitely would. We be are the not last. The, yeah. the first two to agree at all. I think that it, it really uh, shined a light on the mental health issues in America because although it was a DC themed movie, I think it took that as a template, but it told a whole different Martin Scorsese story about the issues with mental health. You know what yes. I'm saying? It was a it was a very beautiful and enlightening film, and. For it to be a DC film, um, and granted, DC hasn't made any really, really good films because I, I feel like they rush their films. They do. They have a lot of studio it, interference, and it and it really uh, it, it messes with uh, the potential of all the movies. You know what I mean? Yes. So there, there's not a lot of character development, but with the Joker, um, the latest one, it was just I don't I don't even know how to say. I, I the only thing I can explain it, it was art. Exactly. I mean, they had a whole movie, a whole movie's worth of time to get into the entire character development. What I like about that movie is it makes our protagonist relatable and likable, not because he's the hero, like, you know, the hero that saves the cat out of the tree complex. He's more of the sympathetic hero that we like the dog that's been kicked. Like you kick the yeah, dog too many times, he's gonna bite back, and you know what? We're not mad at him for it. So whatever, whatever damage he causes at that point, it's kind of forgiven because of all that's happened to him. You know, it's an interesting way to admire your hero. You know, and and what what the film also brought out was the reason why people agreed with him because he wasn't the only one. Exactly, and that's that was his his. Um, his redemption at the end was pretty much gathering all the people that knew how he felt and they sympathized with him. And that's really where the Joker got his power through the fear and the hate and, and the negativity of the people that he was able to muster up and gather together. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It was a wonderful film. Absolutely, sir. So you're a Star Wars fan, huh? We're going to have to do a Star Wars episode here at some point. And we're going to have to have you on the show, man. Man, have you seen the new episode of The Mandalorian? No, I was, it just started it. Did you? Oh, I, I started a little bit of it tonight. I got just towards the end, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I will say it's got the same energy um, and all the things that we liked about the original season in this new season. So I'm very excited to see what they do, man. I'm excited to see Boba Fett. And, um, yes. I think, I think they're going to have Sabine Wren. It? I heard and that Ahsoka. too, and Ahsoka. Yeah, I heard that they're gonna have Ahsoka. I heard that Obi Wan, uh, Ewan McGregor, put on the robes and did the costume on set for the Mandalorian. Yeah, he scrolled through. Um, they said it's not gonna be a cameo, but he just wanted to get a feel and show everybody, pretty much show it off because you know, yeah, Ewan McGregor loved wearing those robes. Oh yeah, and he did great. So he, him coming back in that TV show would be absolutely fitting for Disney to use one of the best. Star Wars characters in probably the best cinematic story that Star Wars has had in decades. Yes. Besides, I, I really like the originals. Yes. Um, and I tell anybody, if you're going to watch Star Wars, do not expect great acting. Mm -mm. It sucks. But the, the, the lore behind Star Wars is how much uh, ahead, of its ahead of its time it was. Exactly. You, know, you, had, you had Star Trek, but you didn't have giant aliens walking around and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, it was always Star Wars versus Star Trek because, you know, back then it was way ahead of its time. To think about something that far in the future is ahead of its time. So that's why I tell people, I was like, do not go 
and watch Star Wars if you're looking for great acting. Exactly. And I, I mean, think Star Trek worked at in the time, you know, like the 60s and the 70s, because it kind of went with the theme of how everybody envisioned the future. But Star Wars went ahead and just reimagined a whole new universe yeah, and just universe started from scratch. Right. And that's why those movies, they hold up to this day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. not that. that, And they constantly add CGI animals and other CGI stuff into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it just... I, I like how, especially the Mandalorian, it, it goes back to its original roots and uses the puppets and, and, and you know, I don't want to say cheap costumes, but that's what they are. And you know what? It works perfectly. A, a modern day Western in a Star Wars setting. Like, Did you know originally Jabba the Hutt was a human being? Just yes. Really chunky guy? Yes, I saw that deleted scene. He had a thick Irish accent, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Han well, me he, boy. Also, he wasn't just a deleted scene. He was in the original film. Right, yeah. That's why when Han Solo says, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being, I was really confused. Exactly. Yeah. What were you going to say? So uh, back to uh, Deathstroke. I, I, uh, I like Deathstroke a lot. I think he's a great villain. Uh, why is Deathstroke your favorite villain for DC? Yeah. Um, his conviction. His con- you said what? His conviction. His, oh, his conviction. Uh, yeah, he is um, by far. I don't. I don't know how to. Oh, it's hard to explain. He's one of my favorite, mainly because of his costume design. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got a. He's got a no stop type of type of personality. Like it doesn't matter. He's gonna come back, and he, he doesn't care how how hard he failed. He'll come back even harder than before. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, and like and like, Marvel envy. Deathstroke so much they made Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah, yeah. Wade Wilson to well, Slade Wilson. Yeah, so I, I like Deathstroke because it's he, he's one of those character he's one of those characters uh, that, like you said, is he never gives up, uh, he never quits. Tenacious. He, yeah, he's very tenacious. Uh, but two, it's like failure for him is not an option. So basically, the way he sees it is he didn't see it himself as a failure. He, he's a not yet type of person. Oh, you're not, you're dead. You're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. Exactly. Never you know? gives up. Yeah. It's perfect. Hey, Marcus, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast, man. I appreciate your insight. You're welcome. Hey, you have a good night. All right, man. Have a good day, brother. I was interesting. We need to do an episode on Star Wars. Yeah, man. Star Wars. That'll be next for sure. All right. Now I'm going to see if my buddy Moses... Uh, one last guest here. My buddy Moses is probably going to come on. We're going to talk about a little more DC, yeah. and then we'll probably sign off. But Moses and I go way back. Uh, he was a, an old high school friend of mine. Uh, we did um, an ROTC program together. Hello. Hey, how's it going, brother? Hey, Moses. How you doing, brother? Doing good. How you doing, man? It's been a long time. It's been a long time, man. Perfect way to talk to you again. You are live on my podcast right now, six of one, six dozen of the other, with my friend Adam Hornay. Say hello, man. Hey, how you doing, Moses? Hey, doing good, Adam. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful, man. Good to have you. All right. So I I just got one question for you. You know, answer it to the best of your ability. I know you might not be a huge fan, but you know, everybody has their favorite DC superhero. So, sir. What is your favorite DC superhero or DC film and why? Or character. It could be a villain. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. So from all the movies that I've seen, to be honest, 
I do really stick to the uh, the Joker by by Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's the, funny. The last guy we just had said the same thing, man. Yeah. Oh man. It's just he just did such an incredible job portraying just the emotion that's within. Exactly. That crazy i i it, it really did a good job making you sympathetic to a character that nine times out of ten you wouldn't be if you didn't see the background to what had happened to arthur's you know in his life where he was beaten and he was robbed and he was pushed you wouldn't like this character but because of that we got to see the tragedy and and you know how he was abused and how he was left behind it's yeah. it's the reason that we're able to sympathize with this character and although i feel like it doesn't take a huge amount of inspiration from the DC material, it does take enough for it to work. But it takes a lot of um, a lot of material from Martin Scorsese movies like The King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, and it mushes it into a modern day tale about, uh, um, you know, the crisis of mental health in America. And it was it was just perfect for the time that it came out, man. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. And the thing I like about, you know, this Joker, too, is uh, you're going to look at Joker different. No matter who plays him, you're going to look at Joker's background completely different from from now until forever as, you know, who you are as a person. And it's going to be hard not to sympathize with anybody who plays Joker because it's going to be like, well, we know what happened to this guy, and it sucked. And it's funny because nobody really thought anyone can do that after Heath Ledger pretty much died for the perfect role as the Joker in the Dark Knight, which if I have to, if I got a comment, I, I still think that Heath Ledger is the best Joker and Joaquin Phoenix is definitely runner up. But I, who would have thought that somebody would be able to come that close, right? Right. Amen. Hey, wow. Wow, man. Hey, how's the weather in Las Vegas? You're, you're still out in Vegas? Hey, yeah. Right now, lately, it's been it's been on and off. You know, this whole week, uh, we actually experienced it going from super cold. Uh, it was like 50 at night, 70. No, it was like 60 in the morning. It was just like 40 at night, super cold. Mm -hmm. uh, the second day warmed up. You know, a couple of degrees higher, and then today it's been the warmest of this week. It's just sort of been really weird. I, I, I say, man. Yeah, Vegas weather will definitely be that kind of bipolar. It's like living on the moon, man. But you know what? I miss it so much. And I miss you, man. I really hope you're doing well. Hey, likewise, bro. I hope you're doing awesome, man. You Thanks. Know, stay healthy with everything going on. I appreciate everything, man. Hey, it was good talking to you. I hope to hear from you more, man. All right. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a great night. You too, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our last caller, and that will be the end of this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of The Six of One, Six Dozen of the Other. And hey, Adam, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, man. It was good to hear from you yeah, again. It was, anytime, man. I, I mean, I enjoyed the last one we did, and I was uh, I jumped at the opportunity when you you know gave me a call and you know invited me back. And uh, I think I'll uh, I, I think I'll come back. For another one, if you, uh, if you decide to have me. So. Yes, another one where we talk about Star Wars, definitely. Oh, yeah, I agree. All right, everyone. Like I always say, keep it classy in the place and put a smile on your face. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Six of One, Six Dozen of the Other. I know, I know you've heard the name a million times, but hey, a million and a one 
won't hurt. So I wanted to give a personal shout out to my friends who came on the show, Marcus, Moses, Jalen, Chet, and Skylar. Thank you so much for giving your awesome input on all the DC films that you love. And thank you to my friend Adam Hornet for joining me on this wonderful commentary on the future of the DCEU. So keep sticking around because I have plenty more content coming your way. Thank you so much for tuning in.